Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Coming through the door I think we've met somewhere before Hello, love Well, hello there Hello, love Howdy, 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 howdy Where in the world have you been so long? I missed you so since you've been gone Hello, love We are glad you are here now Hour number two of the big gig for a Friday Make yourself feel right at home I hope you plan on staying long Come in, love Come on, sit down, grab a cup of coffee, grab yourself uh, an iced tea. I've got uh, my coffee, my Pepsi, and my uh, fizzy water, so I'm I'm well prepared in here. What are you doing in there, Bob? I forget. I have the good old uh, no calories, no sugar uh, Powerade. So it's the thing that has nothing in it. I, nothing. I drink that too, but it's it's like there's nothing in there, nothing at all, nothing at all. No Pepsi today? You've been doing pretty good on your Pepsi though. I'm trying, Howard. Gee whiz, it's got its hooks in me again. <laughs> that darn Pepsi, well. I, I I tried to go away completely from Pepsi, but I'm I'm back to bottle or two a day. And today, since I wasn't feeling well, I thought it might give me a little extra jolt, a little extra jazz. It's going to be a rainy and windy day today. Daytime high around 48. Right now it's 31. Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 28 at the Highlands, uh, 24 in Elm Grove, and 29 still here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Coming up in a minute or two, we'll talk about the Super Six, but. Bob, we have been celebrating all this week the 25th anniversary of The Sopranos. You and I are gigantic Sopranos fans. Anybody who listens to the show knows that for sure. Um, Hard to believe it's been 25 years, but uh, we've been trying to take a minute every day and talk about some aspect of The Sopranos. You had something here this morning. Well, yesterday when I went home, I was feeling it, so I... uh... I checked out the Sopranos, and I, I, I learned something. We, we touched on it yesterday, but uh, I watched an interview with David Chase, and uh, he, he, he let it be known that, yes, they had big plans for season number three, and the plot was going to be how Tony could stop his mother from testifying mm-hmm. against him uh, in, in a federal trial. And the conclusion was probably going to be she was going to be killed. And that whole season was going to be around that. That was before Nancy Marchand died? And then she got sick. Oh, okay. So then they said they, they started it that way. And then they said, wait a minute, this isn't going to work. So then they had to completely change the direction. And then they wrote her off naturally that she just passed away. Yeah. Um, she was a great character. Uh, also a great actor. I'm act- actress. I mean, I really enjoyed the work that she did. She did some other stuff that I had seen her into. Um but man, what a great, what's the word I'm looking for? Balance between almost you felt sorry for her sometimes and then what a mean old nasty woman she And Howard, you and I, we, we love that. We love that gangster stuff, but not too many did you get to know their mother or their therapist. So right. it, it was totally, totally different. Uh, Robert Eiler, who is, was AJ on The Sopranos, he is 38 years old now which is the exact same age that James Gandolfini was when he started on The Sopranos. So the son is now at the age the dad was when he became uh, Tony Soprano. It's just a little little tidbit there that I thought I would just share with you as we celebrate the 25th anniversary of The Sopranos. It is interesting, though, I, I uh, was solicited, I got an ad for 
uh, a book about HBO and it was all about how the rise of HBO, what a big deal HBO is and so on. And I got thinking, boy, these folks don't realize that whoever wrote that book, HBO is gone. I mean, HBO is now wrapped up into Max, and HBO itself is no longer around. In one time, Howard, they were the king. You know, what they were producing, to me, it was the best. It was that TV that you didn't want anybody bothering you, and you didn't want it to end anytime soon. Well, what was the line they used? It's not TV. It's HBO. Yes. All right. Our celebration of the Sopranos' 25th anniversary, I guess, comes to an end at this point. 8.13 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Does Wheeling's run as the host of the Super 6 come to an end this year? We'll talk to Tom Bloom from Montague County coming up next year on the Watchdog Morning Show. My name is Waleed Garib. I'm an interventional cardiologist at WVU Reynolds Memorial Hospital. One thing that I would like people in this Ohio Valley and across West Virginia and really across the country to know. The goal of healthcare is not to help you get by. It's not just to keep you alive. It's to help you thrive. And if we can get you back to your 100% potential, that's our goal. And we're going to keep working at it until we get as close to it as possible. When the unexpected happens, it's good to know you can count on the certified professional restorers at Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. Whether it's fire, smoke, flood, or storm that damages your home or business, you can rest assured that we have helped thousands of families just like yours. With the right people, equipment, and expertise, we are ready to respond 24 hours a day to get you quickly back on your feet. When disaster strikes, just pick up the phone. Attention Ohio Valley neighbors. Are you ready to embark on a journey to find your perfect home sweet home? Meet Kelly Kent, your trusted companion in the world of real estate. Step into a world of reliability, trustworthiness, and integrity as Kelly takes you by the hand to explore the possibilities waiting for you in the Ohio Valley. Kelly Kent isn't just a salesperson slash realtor. She's a devoted community member dedicated to enhancing the lives of her neighbors. With a heart for service and a passion for creating lasting connections, Kelly is here to make your real estate dreams come true. Do you have an elderly family member looking to downsize? Kelly specializes in seniors real estate, ensuring a seamless transition to a home that suits your loved one's lifestyle and needs. Kelly Kent understands that a home is more than just four walls. It's a place where memories are made and dreams come alive. Kelly Kent, turning keys, opening doors, and welcoming you to the home you've always imagined. Call today and let the journey begin. Call 304-559-8501. This is Kelly Kent from Cannon & Cannon Realtors. Robert D. Kennan Broker, and I just want to say, let's go Knights. Over the past five years, Matt Jones Pre-Owned Auto has helped over 1,500 hardworking Ohio Valley residents obtain financing on the vehicle of their dreams. We have experienced tremendous growth, which has allowed us more financing to further help our fellow residents. From second chance finance to very competitive rates and terms, Matt Jones Pre-Owned Auto has it all with inventory to fit everyone's needs. That's Matt Jones Pre-Owned Auto, your largest independent area used car depot in the Respects Plaza in Elm Grove. Like us on Facebook, check out our website, mattjonespreowned.com, or give us a call, 304-905-8302. Toyota's national sales event is on, making now the best time to save big at your Toyota dealer. With available APR financing as low as 1.9% on select new 2022 fuel-efficient Camrys, Corollas, RAV4s, and Highlanders. Or go off-road in a rugged Tacoma or Tundra, also with low financing available to qualified buyers. Visit buyatoyota.com for more. Not all buyers will qualify for special APR financing from Toyota. See your dealer for details. Hurry. Toyota's national sales event ends September 6th. Toyota. Let's go places. Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley. Talking about the Ohio Valley. 
We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much of love drives a man insane. You broke my will, a bullet thrill. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I let you love what I thought it was funny. You came along and you fooled me, honey. I've changed my mind. Well, great balls of fire. It is 817 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, coming up a little bit later on this hour, we're going to talk about travel, as always, on a Friday. Uh, our Uniglobe travel team has got a cruise night coming up. There are eight cruises scheduled by Uniglobe in 2024. I'm planning to take the western cruise out of Vancouver and down the west coast later in the year. So uh, we'll talk about all of those cruises in the upcoming cruise night with Jennifer from Uniglobe Travel. And then uh, we have not talked with newspaper editor John McCabe for a couple of weeks. He's been off. Well, we both were off on holiday break, and then he had some family business. So uh, time to get back into our Friday roundtable review of the local news. That's coming up in the next hour. But right now I want to talk about the Super 6. 30 years ago, a little more than 30 years ago, a group of local folks began saying, why can't we have the state football championships here at Wheeling Island Stadium? Put together a package and uh, were awarded the contract for the Super 6 state football championships. And although it is up for renewal every couple of years, uh, it was renewed uh, it, we are up for renewal now uh, after 30. This is the 30th year we're wrapping it up, but it's time for renewal. And every year there's always some talk about maybe moving somewhere else. But this year I think there's a real push going to be made by several, I don't think, I know, by several states, I keep saying states, <laughs> by several cities and county communities to do that. One of them is Mon County. Tom Bloom is with us, Mon County Commissioner. Tom, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Howard. How are you all doing? So you, just, you want to steal this away from us, is that right? <laughs> Let me preface, and I think the wheeling public needs to know, you do an amazing job. I've been up there. The community comes together, puts on a wonderful event. What has changed is that when you have competition, it makes everyone better. And what we have done was a lot changed. And you're going to say, well, why are we Mon County? It isn't only just football. You know, we're looking at the track. We were looking at the baseball. We have the swimming. Several years ago, what happened was we had the interims up in Morgantown. And we were shocked, the elected leaders, of the image that Morgantown had. They thought, well, it's only WVU, and that's all we offer. And what we realized, if we start working together and package what we offer, we have the opportunity to do things. And that that's basically what this is all about. And I think everyone realizes that the most important thing is to have a positive experience. But it's more than football, as you know. Families come up, they look at the community, look at the area. And what we did was we had Marshall, Possible, and WVU and said, hey, let's, let's see if we can move it around the state. I cannot believe the legs on this issue. <laughs> I, I cannot believe. I mean, oh my gosh! <laughs> you you are you are working with, or I don't know if coordinating is quite the right word, with uh, Marshall University for maybe alternating locations from time to time. Is that what I understand? That's what that's what we're considering. You know, again, they have said they would be part of it, but this is from coming from us, and we're saying, well, let's work together so that people can go to Div- Division One communities, and you know, as I said. 
It's the people, the facilities, the talent that we work together, and everyone benefits from the state. At the same time, let's look at the bigger picture, which is we're losing our youth. We're losing our young people. And it isn't the football, quote, players, but they have family members. And if they come to WVU or Marshall area and see that it's a great place to come to and, and stay, then we can keep them, and then we can keep them afterwards and attract businesses. So this is a much bigger picture than just a football game. And well, remember, it, yeah, I, and that's important. I think for I mean, even up here, I think sometimes the public forgets that this is more than a football game. This is an economic development tool here in the Upper Ohio Valley. I mean, there's a lot of money that's made, and I don't mean it in a negative way. You know, uh, yeah. hotels, motels, uh, restaurants, everybody uh, benefits from having uh, the teams in town and their families and so on. It's it's a uh, it is a big economic development issue up here, and surely would be the same elsewhere as well. Tom, I couldn't help but think when you started talking, you said, oh, well, you know, you guys do a wonderful job, but still, we." It, it's kind of like the football version of it's not you, it's me, when you break up with someone, you know? Oh, it's not you, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's me. It's, <laughs> but No, you know, I, I'm a very, and, and you know, you've had me on before, I'm very passionate, I'm very competitive, and I believe out of competition, Everybody wins. And what happened during uh, COVID, we put in a quarter of a million dollars, I don't know if you know this, into the CVBs, and we, I, I did, developed what was called a tourism advancement fund. So we wanted people to go back out after COVID. And what it has now done is we now have people wanting to come here. We offer funding and, you know, subsidize some of it. So that is why there's this big movement, and it, again, it's not a personal attack. And, in fact, I will say this is one of the things that concerns me about West Virginia. We fight among ourselves rather than working together and competing against Pennsylvania, Ohio, other places. And that's where things have changed, and that's what I'm, I'm, I'm stating, basically, that I truly believe that, you know, I'm very passionate that we push hard to – get the community involved, but everyone benefits. And I don't mind a rotation. Tom, how much, uh, let's, I'm, I'm a serious question, how much of the thought about trying to uh, bring Super 6 away from Wheeling this year comes from the fact that things were a bit of a mess last year? I'm talking about the streetscape project up here. I'm sure that an awful lot of folks who came into town, yourself included if you were here, uh, yeah. We're really distressed by how bad the streets were and so on because we are under construction with this massive streetscape project, which will be better, you know, but right now things are just an absolute mess. Uh, did that make you feel like, hey, they're in a vulnerable spot right now? No, not at all. In fact, anyone who comes down to the Morgantown area, I'll be public, we have more potholes than anybody. Okay. So that really was it. It's more of that we're how would I say, broadening our name recognition. Let me give you a perfect example. We were one vote away from getting the USA Olympic trials swimming. But because of that competition, we now have the national junior event, which is five times larger. And to me, I'd rather have because basically those kids can't drive. So they have to bring in the family. And it's an enormous an event and it's promoting us, it promotes West Virginia, and it's, quote, as you said, the experience. And I understand financially it, it's a competition kind of thing, but 
to me, I see it better. What is the best experience for the family and the kids? And that's what we should be looking at. Bob Slider is our executive producer here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Tom, you impressed me the last time that you were with us, uh, the homeless issue. And I thought, man, there's a really yes. smart guy. He, he, he chooses his words uh, carefully. He's a very compassionate man. That being said, I wouldn't be nearly as nice to you if, if that wasn't the case, coming in here and trying to take the Super 6, which is going to become right. the Super 8. But I hear your point. And I can't hardly argue with you because I think it's also a great opportunity to promote WVU football. These kids are going Mm -hmm. to play where their heroes are playing on on mostly on Saturdays there in Morgantown. You're losing me with sharing it with Marshall. I don't think we should go that far. (laughs) But I'll tell you, Tom, I'm listening to you. I I think you have a great point. I think a a high selling point is just what you said, Bob. The ability of these kids to be able to play where the Mountaineers oh, yeah. play. That's that's got to be, you know, big. And the truth of the matter is, I'm going to get in trouble with all my friends who are helping run the Super 6 up here. You know that, right? Oh, yeah. But the, the <laughs> truth of the matter is, uh, when the Super 6 first came to Wheeling, we were probably the best, one of the best facilities that had not I just the, the stadiums, yeah. but uh, other things surrounding it. Uh, and now there are a number of communities that can meet some of the criteria that that we only we had in the beginning. Yes, absolutely. And, and let's never forget, Tom, that basically when it was at Charleston, they would open up the, the gates in the morning and they'd say, there you go, uh, turn the lights out when you guys are done. You know, that's why, that, that's why this whole thing happened in the beginning. Well, no, you're, you're exactly right. There's one other thing that you might also remember is that the one complaint that I've heard and I was a teacher for 34 years, a guidance counselor. The smaller schools and community have to drive all the way up to Wheeling. Mm-hmm. Where at, and, and that is a, a problem. You know, for Wheeling, you don't think about it, but that's an expense, and they can't bring their teams, you know, or their family members. So to move it around, to me, only makes sense. Now, let me explain. There is one problem with Marshall, which you'll, you'll like. <laughs> that is a weekend when they have their championship. So if Marshall's in the championship, they might not be able to do it. So that's why it's a compromise. I mean, here's the thing. I'm a Democrat. I know that if I want to get things done, I have to work with the Republicans. It's the same way with this. I wanted to work, say, Division One. There are two Division One football stadiums. You need to work together. <laughs> uh, uh, Tom, uh, you know, um, obviously you know, and I'm sure your pitch will include the Super Six is a whole lot more than just football games on Fridays and Saturdays. There is the, you know, there are dinners, there are special events, there are awards, mm-hmm. there is the scholarship part of the program that uh, goes on really all throughout the year. I mean, again, I think even public up here sometimes thinks of the Super Six as just a football weekend. Uh, right. it, it really is a, a full package of events for all of the kids involved. Exactly, and that was how we sold, for example, the U.S. Olympic team. What we did, and I just thought an idea was, we said, okay, we're going to open up the all the basketball courts down there. We're going to open up the track. So for those family members to do things other than just go to the one event. And the same thing is it's promoting the state of West Virginia. And, again, the hard question that I would say to the Super 6 people and to the Wheeling people is, would you not want the best for your child to play at the best stadium with the best amenities? 
Well, of course, we might suggest that we have them, but but I no, no I get, well, and that's right. I, I get you. I get your point. Um, and I again, I hate to say this because I want to argue that we should keep the Super Six here. I, I will say this: I think that I've always thought that the idea of rotating it around the state made sense. It's just that only until recently there weren't really enough facilities that could adequately handle the Super Six. Uh, I think that has changed now. 30 years ago, again, I think Wheeling was clearly the place that you would do it. And each uh, three years when the contract is up, there are others who propose, you know, moving in somewhere else. But the facilities generally have not been as good. But the idea that it it ought to rotate around and that each part of the state should have its opportunities, uh, if the facilities are adequate and comparable, that makes it a little bit different. And, and that's exactly right. I would agree with you. In fact, I would have said Montegate County could not handle it 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. But look what's happened in that with the Westridge, with the new interchanges, with more hotels. We now have the opportunity. And here's what people forget. We deal six to 10 times a year with 60 to 100,000 people coming in yeah. and out for a weekend. So so we're we're able to do it. Again, Wheeling does a great job, and I know... I'm now on the hate mail because I'm already receiving some, honestly. <laughs> well, Tom, what would you say to those folks that say, okay, yes, Tom, you're right. Morgantown gets that during football season and occasionally during basketball season. Wheeling does not. We could use that. What, what do you say about that, that defense? Well, my, my, my argument would be this. <laughs> you want WVU and Marshall to play in the national championship, or do you just want to always be a lower level? And my argument is you want to give those kids and the families the opportunity to be the best and have the best experience possible. I believe we can offer a great experience, and times change. It's not the Super 6. It's a Super 8, and it's a perfect time. For example, Laidley Field has always the state track tournament. I'm sorry. I've been down there. I've coached track. That is not the place I want to have the state tournament anymore. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, <laughs> that now I've lost to Charles the book. <laughs> yeah, you lost that too. Well, uh, the the line times change, I guess, is is something that we need to to think about around here. That's uh, that's yeah. We need true. to work together, and I agree with you. It should rotate, and I see nothing wrong with rotating three or four places. I think it's it benefits everyone, and also I know that if it's rotated, everyone wants to make sure they will make their place the best experience possible, and you have several years to do it because you want them to come back. And, and that's how I look at things. I look at it the bigger picture. Tom, i got to move on. I have another guest coming by. But I, I, I want sure. to uh, – first of all, thanks for coming on. And Anytime. I, I, don't, I hope you don't win. But, uh, but uh, no, I'm only kidding. <laughs> if we lose it, we hope you get it, Tom. Yeah, that's right. Well, but, I appreciate it, but I will tell you, it's going to be an uphill battle. But it I, really is. I, 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 I want to talk to you. I don't have time to do it now. I want to get an update from you on your panhandling ordinance, which we yes. talked about the last time. But I don't have time for that now. I'll talk to you again one of these days soon so we can get an update on that. Thanks for joining us today, Tom. I appreciate it. Have yourself a great day. Hey, you too. Thank you very much. All right. Tom Bloom, one of the Montegay County Commissioners, they are putting the pitch in. So you're beginning to think that they've got something to offer there. Huh? I do. And, and Tom was nice. But you got to think about all the people that, that have driven through Wheeling the last couple of years. They're going back home. They're bitching. They're complaining. They're saying the time is now. And, and, and I think the other factor is, Howard, and you can't argue with this, the dollars that go across the river to Ohio that uh, isn't spent in West Virginia. Well, that's that's true, too. And again, I have always argued that 
moving it around the state has some value. I, do, I think it does have some value. But I, we have not had for all of these 30 years a lot of locations that could match what we can do here in one location. Some, others do have it now. Morgantown certainly is one of them. And I can't – I mean, if you're a high school football player, the ability to, be, to play your championship game where the Mountaineers play – that's got to be a strong selling point. Well, your point was exactly right. I would put Wheeling Stadium up against any high school stadium in the country, not just the state, in the country, but it's hard to compete against WVU. Right. All right, let's take a break. We're going to come back with um, – Jennifer is here with us this morning to uh, talk about travel, and John McCabe is uh, – he's texting me. Is he telling me I'm doing something wrong again? i got to read the text from John. John will come in in the next hour of the show. Uh, it is 8.33, 27 to the hour. We are the Watchdog Morning Show. Good Friday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this January the 12th. Celebrating its 35th year, the Ogilvy Institute's Stifle Fine Arts Center is once again highlighting local creativity through their regional student art exhibition. Last night, they welcomed students and families from across the Ohio Valley to their opening reception of the exhibit. Students in grades 9 through 12 from 14 different high schools submitted artwork in six categories. Drawing, photography, mixed media, painting, 3D and sculpture, and digital painting. The regional art exhibition is free and open to the public to tour until February 9th. Wednesday was the start of the West Virginia legislative session with various groups from near and far uniting to effect change in the Mountain State. One of which is the anti-human trafficking organization Ignite Hope, who took to the Capitol floor for the first time to meet senators and let them know that their team is here to bring awareness and education. Because of their efforts, the Senate officially recognized January as Human Trafficking Awareness Month and are also working to change terminology surrounding human trafficking laws. You can find out more information and resources on the Ignite Hope on their Facebook page. And we have a link set up for you over on our website. And their first charity event is tomorrow at 6 p.m. In honor of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day, we will be airing a tribute to Dr. King called A Granddaughter's Dream. It features Yolanda Renee King, the only grandchild of the civil rights leader. At just 15 years old, Ms. King wrote the book, We Dream a World Carrying the Light from My Grandparents, Martin Luther King Jr. and Coretta Scott King. You can watch the special Monday evening at 7.30 on WTRF, my Ohio Valley. That was a look at your headlines. Have a fantastic Friday and a wonderful weekend, everyone. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. The Mountaineers get one last chance in Morgantown against Texas. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story coming up on today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger. With the Kroger app, shopping online with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store. Same low prices, same personalized deals, same rewards on the same high-quality items like Honeycrisp apples and pasta sauce. With no hidden fees or markups, it's one small click for groceries, one big win for busy families everywhere. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
always gives you savings and rewards on top of our lower than low prices. And when you download the Kroger app, you can enjoy over $500 in savings every week with digital coupons. Plus, you can earn fuel points to save up to $1 per gallon at the pump. And with a Boost membership, you'll save even more with double fuel points and free delivery. So you can always save big every day with our savings and rewards. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Final day of preparation for the Mountaineer basketball team as it gets ready to host the Longhorns of Texas tomorrow at the WVU Coliseum. It is the final regularly scheduled meeting between these two teams in Morgantown. Of course, the Longhorns will be leaving to go to the SEC after this season is complete. Overall, this is going to be the 28th meeting between the two schools. Texas leads the overall series 17-10. to They have been dominant of late, winning six of the last seven and nine of the last 11 meetings. Meanwhile, Rodney Terry, the head coach at Texas, who took over under duress when Chris Beard was fired last season, He's done a very solid job in taking over. In fact, when it comes to close games, he's been nearly perfect. Texas 10-1 and under Rodney Terry in games decided by one to five points. Meanwhile, what does Texas bring into the Coliseum? Really balanced scoring. Tyrese Hunter, a former freshman of the year in the Big 12, transferred in from Iowa State two seasons ago. He's currently averaging 13 points per game and four rebounds. A huge offseason acquisition was Max Aismas. He currently is fifth all-time in the history of NCAA basketball in career three-point shots. He hit the game winner against Cincinnati earlier this week. Then you've got Mr. Dependable, Brock Cunningham, Dylan Mitchell, who averages 11 points and 9 rebounds per game, and Dylan Dessou, who's recently returned after off-season surgery. He's averaging 15 points per game. Tip-off is set for 6 p.m. The Mountaineers and the Longhorns coming up tomorrow night. That is today's Mountaineer Report, brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Conversations you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. I'm a traveling man, made a lot of stops all over the world and in every port. 32 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 30 at the Highlands, 26 in Elm Grove, and 30 here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studio. It's going to be a rainy and windy day. Daytime high up to around 48 today. It is travel time, as it is this time every Friday morning. Jennifer is here from Unilobal High Valley Travel. Good morning, Jen. Good morning, Howard. How are you this morning? I'm cold. Where have you been traveling to? Any place? 
Uh, not any place yet, but I head to Nashville later today. Oh, you're off to Nashville. Oh, yes. This is the bus tour or something. Yes, like the, the American Bus Association Conference. So this is a get ideas tour. Yes. I call it the speed dating of travel because <laughs> you have seven minute meetings with about 150 different people just three days nonstop. Just keep going and going and going. But you yes. get ideas from there. Oh, yes. We get a lot of our ideas from there. Actually, when we just did Nashville for the Christmas tour... Everyone's favorite part was a show, dinner show that I'd found at this conference. Really? Okay. That's where they're like, how did you find him? I was like, oh, let me tell you. I go to this conference and get all these ideas. <laughs> I, see, don't tell them that. Just tell them you have, you have such great ideas that you dream this up. I'm not a good bluffer. Liar. <laughs> I think that's called lying, John. Lying is the word she that wanted too. to she didn't, she, didn't, she didn't want to say it. All right. We're going to talk today, uh, among other things, we're talking about the Canadian Rockies and some other things in a minute or two, but we're going to talk with... Uh, Matt De, uh, De, De, DeRamo from Colette Tours this morning. Yes, Matt is here with us and uh, has. we have two trips with him. We have Canadian Rockies coming up this August, and then we have Iceland in 2025. Plus, we're working on some more Colette Tours for 2025. Um, but the Canadian Rockies is my bucket list and the trip I get to go on, so I'm excited for well, this Iceland one. I took, and so I re really enjoyed it as well. Matt, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, everyone. I'm Pleasure to be here. Always sounds uh, like everyone's having a good day. We, we, we try. We have we have fun here all the time, if nothing else. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, Matt, do you want to talk a little bit about Colette um, and what you guys have as a product, and then head into the Canadian Rocky store? Yeah, absolutely, Jennifer. And thank you once again for uh, having me on the show and for choosing Colette to be uh, one of your suppliers for you know 2024 and into 2025. Uh, um, so the first tour we're going to start out with here is the Canadian Rockies. But before I do so, I want to share with you a little bit about Colette. Colette is the oldest tour operator in North America. We are now in our 106th season. So we were founded in 1918 and grew into an international tour operator from a large motor coach company in, you know, the New England area. We now scale, you know, over 62 countries. We have about 182 tours globally, and we travel to all seven continents. So, Jennifer, when your people are ready to go to Antarctica, they know where to go over here for you. But, uh, but we're based in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, and I cover the western and central Pennsylvania and parts of West Virginia for Colette. And Colette's a four, four-and-a-half-star uh, tour operator. We're not the Ritz. We're not the Four Seasons. We are a solid tour operator. We have a lot of inclusions, very little out-of-pocket expenses when you're traveling. In fact, on the two tours that we're speaking about today, the Canadian Rockies with Glacier National Park in Iceland's Northern Lights, I don't believe there's any optional tours on either of these programs. So when you're purchasing this off the Uniglobe, you know, what you see is what you get, and you're going to have a wonderful experience. Uh, the Canadian Rockies is an amazing destination. It was one of the first tours that I've uh, presented on back in 2008. It's my 16th year here at Colette, and it's just an amazing destination. Uh, you, you think when you go to the United States western part of our country, it's majestic. If you cross the border, it just will slap you in the face. It is such a beautiful region. We're going to start this tour off with a one-night stay in Calgary, so you will be flying from Pittsburgh to Calgary via somewhere else. There's no nonstop flights to Calgary. Chances are you'll be flying through Toronto, uh, or Montreal to get to, uh, or Chicago to get to, uh, to Alberta, Canada. Um, we're going to spend one night in Alberta, in Calgary, and not really a whole lot going on. We're just kind of kicking back and relaxing. 
you know, while we're in Alberta. The evening is yours, you know, leisure so that you can, you know, we never know about travel times. From there, we're packing our bags. And when I say packing our bags, all you do is push your bag out in the hallway. All of our bellhops will handle the service. And we're going to be making our way south across, uh, you know, this beautiful countryside. We're in Sopit. A beautiful sightseeing visit at the Prince of Wales Hotel, one of the most photographed hotels in the world. It's a gorgeous property on route to Waterton Lakes National Park. And we're going to be staying at this Bayshore Inn. You walk out of your hotel, have a sip of coffee, and boom, you have these beautiful mountain ranges in the, in your, uh, in the foreground. Um, so it's really a sightseeing day of travel to get you to your destination. Uh, day number three of this tour is one of my favorite itinerary days of, uh, of the program. We're going to be doing this amazing drive. Uh, it's called the, um, the, it's over the Continental Divide, and we're going to be taking these 1930 jammer cars, and you're going to be able to literally stand up in your vehicle and look out and have these 360 views of Glacier National Park. Uh, it's called the Going to the Sun Highway, and it is really just an, an amazing experience. If we have one good weather day, you know, this is the day that I think having clear skies would be absolutely amazing. Now, keep in mind, we're going in August 20th through the 26th. And this is a peak season, so you're going to have lots of daylight up in this, you know, neck of the woods because you are so far north. So one night Calgary, two nights Waterton Lakes National Park. We're then going to cross, cross back over into Alberta, Canada. We're going to spend two nights in the resort town of Banff. Banff is a ski resort. It's a world-class ski resort. It also is a summer retreat. And the reason we like going to the Rockies in peak season in the summer is because they have all these beautiful lakes, these crystal clear turquoise lakes that if you look them up on photos, it almost seems like it's photoshopped. It is not photoshopped. That is how gorgeous these, you know, this, uh, this area is up there. Matt, I'm glad you said that because I'm sitting here looking at a, a picture on the brochure that uh, Jennifer brought in here. And I was actually going to ask, is this really a picture or is this a painting? This looks like a painting. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it looks like a, a painting. It looks so gorgeous. Well, you'll have a tour manager with you every step of the way, and the tour manager will kind of dive into the history and the culture of the region and the flora and the fauna. But what happens up in this area is all of these lakes are fed by glaciers, and there's a little fine powder that comes off the glaciers when the water's melting called glacier silt. And when that glacier silt kind of sits on top of the water, the way the sun reflects off of this fine, naked-to-the-eye powder uh, it gives it this turquoise look. So it is kind of a unique uh, um, look to, to alpine, you know, alpine-type lakes over here. But we're going to spend two nights in Banff. We're going to do an Icefields Parkway drive. I always kind of classify this drive in, uh, uh, on the Icefields Parkway in, in Western Canada as like driving through a thousand Switzerlands. It is incredible. We're going to stop, and you have an opportunity to have a choice on tour. The choice is going out onto a glass bridge, an archway that you can look down, and I think it's 330 feet below you. It kind of gives you the willies a little bit. No, I'm, not, I'm not so sure about that. That's just, the just one spe- I want to do. Speaking for myself. Here. Okay. <laughs> but my favorite is taking this, uh, they're, they're called like glacier tanks. They're designed by NASA. I think there's only like 25 of them in the world, and you could take this snow coach basically all the way out onto, you know, million-year-old, you know, glacier, 
And in that time of the year, you know, some of the glacier may be a little melting. You'll put a, your bottled water down and grab some of the freshest water you'll ever drink. So, you know, one night Calgary, two nights in Bayshore uh, Inn at the Waterton Lakes National Park doing Glacier National Park, two nights in Banff, and then we end back in Calgary. So it is a quick seven-day journey. There's 10 meals included. You have breakfast daily. I believe you should have three dinners included on this program. And it's, you know, it's an amazing destination. I've been to the Rockies four times. I absolutely love it. I can't wait to uh, share it with my little boys and do uh, some exploration once they get a little bit older. That's a place I've never been. When is this uh, tour, uh, Jennifer? August 20th to the 26th. Um, And if you book now until February 20th, you can save $250 a person on this tour. That's a pretty good deal. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm excited for this one because, like you said, with the pictures, you always go to a place and take pictures, and then I come back and show my family. I'm like, oh, it doesn't do justice. We're here. It kind of does justice in these pictures. Um, And like Matt said, I've put my foot in glacier water before, and that was freezing cold so if i can put my water bottle in and take a drink i'm (laughs) excited but scared there you go then uh you're also going to be doing iceland is that right yeah we have an iceland tour with colette in february of 2025 um this one's cool because we can do a non we're going to bus to dc and then do a non-stop flight out of washington um to reykjavik to get this tour started and then matt can kind of talk about the details of this one yeah, absolutely. And, and Jennifer's hitting a nail on the head. When I spoke with Jennifer, you know, we were discussing this. So uh, one of the highlights to traveling to Iceland is it's a fairly short flight if you're traveling from the East Coast. So we are going to bus everyone from West Virginia, Morgantown, to Washington, Dallas. Uh, it seems like a little bit of an inconvenience at first, but the uh, one of the main carriers for Iceland is Iceland Air, and they don't coach air, which means they don't work with any other airlines in, you know, North America. So anytime you fly from Pittsburgh to D.C. or JFK or Newark or Boston to catch Iceland Air, that means you would have to take a domestic flight, pay for your luggage, get your luggage, recheck into Iceland Air. And I told Jennifer, why don't we just bus everyone to, to Dallas? They could relax on the motor coach, and then they're taking a short you know, a uh, little less than six-hour flight to uh, to Reykjavik. Reykjavik is the most northern capital city in the world. It has a population of about 300, 350,000, so it is not a big capital city. But we are going to tour Iceland, and we're not touring it just from Reykjavik. This is a pretty short journey to really immerse you into the culture of Iceland, but you'll notice the name of this tour is Iceland's Magical Northern Lights. This tour is departing February 15th through the 21st. And so you're going to arrive into Reykjavik super early in the morning, like 6 o'clock, 6.30 in the morning. Uh, You're going to go through customs. You're going to go through immigration. And, Jennifer, one of the nice things about this tour, unlike any other tour that we do over the Atlantic, is upon arrival into Reykjavik, your hotel will be ready. So they will have your card keys ready for you. So when you get to that hotel at 7 a.m., you can kick back, you can relax, freshen up, maybe even take a little cat nap, because the start of this tour is going to start in the afternoon of your first arrival day, where we're going to have a comprehensive tour around Reykjavik and the colorful streets and that biking heritage and all the uh, all the highlights of Reykjavik. That evening, we're going to get together for a welcome dinner at a local restaurant. And, uh, and our, uh, by the way, our hotel is really centrally located downtown. 
Um, and then after the welcome dinner, we're going to take a harbor cruise. One of the things that you want to do when you go to Iceland is get away from the ambient lighting because the idea of going to Iceland this time of year is to see the northern lights. The northern lights are most prevalent between October and March. And the closer you get to that solstice of winter, you know, January, February, December, November, your odds are significantly higher. But you have to stay away from the bright lights. So we're going to do a wonderful harbor cruise. After that, the next morning, we're going to pack our bags. We're going to push our luggage out. We're going to start making another journey. We're going to do this amazing golden circle drive, which has all of these geological wonders, waterfalls, volcanoes. And it is just an amazing experience. It's a wonderful day of touring. And then we're going to spend, you know, the first nights in Reykjavik. The next three nights are in the town of Vik. Vik is about a town of a 1,000 people. It's in the south-centralmost part of the island. And the reason we stay in this remote place is because every night we're going to go out searching for the northern lights. The northern lights are not a guarantee. We don't have Mother Nature under contract. So uh, the northern lights are kind of the cherry on top of a wonderful tour. But this is really where, you know, the land of fire and ice kind of came together. Volcanoes, waterfalls, mountain vistas, glaciers. We're going to take you out to Yoko Larsen Lagoon. It's this glacier lagoon where you just see all these floating glaciers with maybe some sea lions and some marine life uh, and some wonderful birds. It, it's uh it's a wonderful tour. It's a short jot, you know, seven days, five nights. And uh, like I said, the northern lights are the cherry on top of a wonderful program. Now, it will be cold, but we're not living in Florida here. We're living in western PA and, you know, the panhandle of West Virginia over here. So I think we can deal with a little uh, a little cold weather, you know, for some trips. Just put your uh, – Pretend you're going to a Mountaineer game in uh, in December or November, for that matter. Now, Matt, are you are you going to the Blue Lagoon? Well, it's funny you ask that. So, <laughs> you guys may have been listening to, uh, um, you know, listening to the radio, watching TV over the last couple months. Uh, Iceland has dealt with several major, major volcano eruptions mm-hmm. and earthquakes. Uh, at the end of last year. I mean, they had some major, major volume. And this, this is part for the course. You know, this is what we deal with in the travel industry. You know, I'm heading to Hawaii in a little over a month. I'm spending three nights on Maui. They just had the devastating fires. Tourism helps build these regions back. We still have trips going to Japan uh, with the earthquakes going over there. We just kind of reroute things. So right now, the Blue Lagoon is currently shut down because of the volcanic activity and the earthquake. So, but we never canceled any of our tours. And when I say any of our tours, we operate this tour to Iceland every day of the week from the beginning of October through the end of March. So when you start counting how many days that is, that's how many departures we have. And some of those departures we're offering two bus moves. So we operate this tour. This is one of our top-selling destinations. So not to bypass your question, as of right now, I cannot answer that. Uh, We may or may not be going to the Blue Lagoon, but we found a different lagoon. It's called the Sky Lagoon that we made, that right now we've been diverting Mm -hmm. our guests to. Keep in mind, the Blue Lagoon is one of, you know, several lagoons around the country of Iceland. They could actually put these lagoons all over the you know, uh, uh, the country, but they choose not to commercialize their, their natural, you know, landscape. So we have found a, uh, um, you know, a different partner for the time being, uh, 
But you know, the Blue Lagoon's the most famous one, obviously. But, I just, I didn't, you know, I didn't mean to ask. We travel for a couple of years. I didn't mean to ask a bad question there, but uh, no, I, no, I, I, I love the Blue Lagoon. We had a great time in the Blue when we were there. So yeah. We did a yeah, geo. No, that's a good question. We want to be transparent with uh, with all the travelers. And so we did a geothermal on the Rocky Mountaineer in that Colorado Springs, that hot springs right there, yeah. and that was fantastic. So I'm also looking forward to any lagoon that I can put my feet in. <laughs> and you know what? This is still you know a year away. So you know, this, who knows what will happen? You know, a year from now. Yep, absolutely. Thank you, Matt. That's what these are the two Colette tours that we have um, coming up. We got, you know, Canadian Rockies in August and Iceland in February. And Matt, I thank you for being with us today to explain these in detail. And you can call us to book. Both of these have that 250 per person savings for a limited time. Um, so thank you again, Matt. Appreciate Absolutely. it, man. Absolutely. I really appreciate the, uh, the time. And everyone have a wonderful start to the year. All I right. Thank you. Uh, seeing you soon, Jennifer. Thanks, right. Matt. Thanks a lot, Matt, and we appreciate it. It's uh, four before the hour here on The Watchdog. I had a great time in Iceland. And I'm going to be honest, I wasn't sure I was going to have a good time. I went because it's like, well, I want to be able to say I went to Iceland. But it turned out to be a pretty good time. Yes, that's what, it's one of those places where I'm like, do you, it's, the first time I was asked to go to Alaska, I was like, sure, I'll go to Alaska. It's not on my bucket list, but I'll do it. It is now one of my favorite locations that I've been to three times. And Iceland's kind of that same way with me. Like, it's not top of the bucket list, but I want to say at some point that I've been to Iceland. But this one with the Northern Lights, now that's on my bucket list to see those. Last time we didn't get to see them, though. But we went out every night and scanned the skies, I got to tell you. But uh, that, anyways, I, it's a lot, it's just a great deal of fun. And I didn't expect it to be. I thought it would be something, okay, I can say I've been to Iceland. But it turned out to be a really good good event. Yeah, we already have about 12 people signed up for this Iceland tour because they are in that same way. of They've always wanted to go. They've always wanted to see the Northern Lights. Um, so this one, I'm sure, will be a, a sellout to see that one. And that is in 2025. Correct. February 2025. So you still have time to plan that ahead. Yes. Hey, real quick, we don't have a whole lot of time left, but let's talk about... Um, you have cruise night coming up. Yes, January 25th at 1306 Market Street, just down the road from the office. Um, at 6 p.m., we're going to have a cruise night because we have about seven different cruises that we have this year um, that we want to make sure that everyone gets to know the details and specifics on. Um, so we have like an Eastern cruise, Spring cruise in March. We got Bermuda in June. Um, we got the new Icon of the Seas, which I'll have a recap on that one soon um, in April. Our annual New England cruise, and then we have a West Coast cruise during the Pacific Coast, and a Hawaii cruise this year. So lots to go over. So to get the more details on that cruise night on January twenty fifth, this will be at thirteen oh six Market Street. Yes, the event space, and uh, it's uh, six o'clock in the evening. This will be just kind of an overview. You don't, you don't have to be booked for anything. This is an overview of all the cruises you're going to do in the coming years. Yep, so. free event just to learn more about cruising in general and then these specific itineraries and ships. No, well, sounds like a fun time. Um, all right, Jennifer, good talking to you. Thank you, Howard. Head off to Nashville. I will. I'll um, have lots to report next week. Bring back good news and information <laughs> when you come back. Yes. All right, I appreciate it. Jennifer is with us from Union Global Highway Light Travel. Be sure to give them a call at 232-5171 for uh, all your travel needs or if you can find a place to park on 12th Street. Stop in and see them at the corner of 12th and Market Streets. Wide open right now. <laughs> All right, there you go. And uh, coming up next hour, John McCabe back with us, newspaper editor extraordinary. John and I have not gotten together here in the studios for uh, in quite a few weeks, so we'll have a chance to catch up on some of the local news of the Upper Ohio Valley. That's coming up on the Friday Roundtable. ABC covers the world next here on the Watchdog Morning Show.
sweet Fraulein down in Berlin town Makes my heart start to yearn And my China doll down in old Hong Kong Waits for my return 